The year is 2012. People can't get enough of the new novel, Fifty Shades of Grey. Some of the biggest songs are Call Me Maybe and Gangnam Style. The Fierce Five steal the show at the London Olympics. Despite what the Mayan calendar says, the world does not end on December 21st. And She Wants Me makes a little over a million dollars at the box office. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs. Wow, Fifty Shades of Grey and The Fierce Five. And Call Me Maybe. I mean, Call Me Maybe. There's a reason 2012 is the best year in history. (laughs) This is the year I graduated from high school. That's right. And I really wanted our like senior catchphrase to be "It's the end of the world as we know it." Oh, that's good. And instead, it was something like "Stay classy," and it's like, oh. Ours was, I mean, I wasn't the class of 2012. I was the class of 2013. Yeah. But famously younger than me. Famously a year younger. A grade school, a grade class younger. A class? A a grade? Uh, Now I have to edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm younger than Hope. That's all that matters. And hotter. Tell him. Uh, She's hotter than me. (laughs) And she she is making me say this. She has a knife. (laughs) They don't know that I'm telling the truth or not. They can't tell. This is an audio platform. (laughs) Shoot. <laughs> you got me there. And it's pre-recorded, so no one call the police on page, but... Yeah, it's already... Hope's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're too late. Um, is our... this episode coming out in October? Spooky. No, this episode is actually coming out on September 28th. But before we get to that, uh, my class of 2012 at my high school... <laughs> yeah. Because it's so important. Yeah. Their phrase was like... The world isn't ending. We're just graduating or something like that. That's cute. It's kind of cute. That's what I wanted. I wanted a reference to that. I was like, we're the yeah. only year who can do that. Yeah, it's true. I don't remember what class of 2013 was. Doesn't matter. I hope it was a Taylor Swift reference. <laughs> if they know what's good for them. <laughs> it better have been. But yes, it's important to mention at the top of the episode that today, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, is Hillary's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Hillary birthday. We love you too much. <laughs> hey, what do you say we start a podcast about Hillary Duff? Hey, I think that's a great idea. Definitely no one's done it yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least not this many episodes. We're the first and only, and we refuse to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to believe us. I have a knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, did you read Fifty Shades of Grey? I have to know. No, I never did, Me actually. Me neither. I think I went, I, I think I saw one of them in theaters, but it was like, the third one. Oh, I've never seen any of them either. You know what? What turned me off from it completely is that um, my grandma read them, mm, and I was like, I can't. You don't start like a book club with grandma. My grandma reads like lots of um, steamy romance novels, and when I figured I that. that out, I it, it changed our relationship. Oh, I love that so much. I was Good like, for her. No, I mean, great for her. Yeah. Great for her. But she's like, I just like mysteries. And I'm like, there's barely a mystery in this. <laughs> the mystery is like, when are they going to meet in a barn, you know? <laughs> I I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey, so I... No, maybe we should, though. Maybe we... Oh, a little book club after oh. we finish the Elixir series? Yes. Oh, I meant to bring that for you. Oh, you finished? I finished the first one. I'll bring it I'll bring it to you. Okay, you do need um, to do that. Yeah, I forgot. I'm so sorry. But also, really I'm working on a dense library book right now, so I'm like, I'm fo- I've got okay. to focus. So tell me when you're done with that, because I don't want to tempt you yeah, with Elixir. Which you would. I know. I know I would. But anyway, happy birthday, Hillary. Happy birthday, Hillary. <laughs> we love you a lot. Um... Had you ever seen She Wants Me or heard of it? Or um, No, I, I had never seen it. And I got to tell you, hated it. Hated it. It's... I think this is the worst movie we've watched for this podcast. Yeah, I would rather watch In Search of Santa again than yeah. watch this movie. And I'm like really just deeply hurt by this it, film. Like it's... the fact that this movie exists and that Hilary Duff participated in it like makes me deeply uncomfortable it is so bad so bad yeah so deeply offensive it is offensive but it's also just not good like sometimes it's offensive but at least funny yeah it's just offensive and poorly written and just awful we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah i would say this movie is more of like a powerpoint presentation or a prezi than a feature film it was terrible (laughs) um what was Hillary doing in 2012? What what made her take this part? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. Um, Hillary Duff 
was pregnant and had a baby in 2012. That's right. That's Welcome, big baby year for her. Luca. Yay. Hi, Luca. Hi, Luca. <laughs> he was born on March 20th, which is coincidentally Christy Carlson Romano's birthday. <gasps> I'm weirdly good at birthdays. Like, they just stick in my head. And I just happen to know that her birthday is also March 20th. Interesting. I don't recall getting a birthday present from you for no? Christy Carlson Romano's oh, birthday. Cr- I was like, what, July 2nd? You didn't get one on July 2nd? Your birthday? Well, did I? I was yeah, I was at my cousin's wedding, so oh, that's right. I was too busy stealing their presents. That's right. <laughs> what I, that's, if that's... That is, that's your prerogative. Yeah, I'm going to take your cousin all those gets presents. married on your birthday. No, and I do I do expect you to give me a present for Christy Carlson Romano's birthday. Okay. Because I'm going to give you a present for Hillary Duff's. Oh, today? No, next Wednesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> or on Wednesday when this comes oh, out. Oh, yes, yes. Um, okay, great. I look forward to it. And you'll get my present in six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching an Ellen interview with Hillary about the birth of Luca. And Aww. it's like so cute. Oh, what'd she say? She's talking about how like uh, her mom and her sister were, she's like, we're from Texas and we were hungry. So they went down to the commissary and like got barbecue and like <laughs> we're very late to the pushing because of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's precious. I know. So Did cute. she give birth to Luca in California? Mm-hmm. In, in a Malibu hospital. Wow, Malibu. Okay, fancy baby. In Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me singing. <laughs> that's good. You should do more of it. Um, yep, I give will. Us a little, give us a little something. Hillary Duff. Whoa. Oh. That was good. That was really good. That was kind of like Cruella de Vil, but Hillary Duff. With like five Hillary ep- Duff. Oh, it just keeps going. <laughs> With five episodes left, did we just find our theme song? <laughs> Finally. Finally. Cut that and add it to the beginning of every single episode we've done so far. Okay? Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take down all of the other episodes so I can re-upload them with that. In fact, let's just start over. Yeah. What are you doing next week? Should we watch Casper Meets Wendy? <laughs> I'm free. Can you believe we've made it so far? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Can yes, you I can't. We st- we started in a utility closet, and now we're in a bedroom. I know, look at us moving up. Can you guys tell that we're in my bedroom now when we film? I mean, record. Yeah, they're all all the fans are outside. Oh, guys, stop waving. They know. Stop <laughs> wait. Your waving's too loud. We can hear it on the mic. The mic's picking it up. <laughs> hands in your pocket. Hands in pockets. We'd prefer you clap. <laughs> <laughs> at least laugh. If you're gonna be out there watching us, at least laugh. Yeah. Give us some audience work for once. You know what that reminds me of? Um, Josh Peck in What Goes Up. (laughs) Hopefully one of them knows CPR. (laughs) Uh, You guys should go watch What Goes Up. It's somehow better than she wants me. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that is true. Um, Do you have a synopsis for us so that people know what we're getting into? Okay. Um, Executive produced by Charlie Sheen. That is the most important thing to mention. (laughs) She Wants Me is a misogynistic portrayal um, of a screenwriter played by Olaf, the snowman (laughs) from Frozen, and his uh, crappy communication skills with uh, the women in his life. Yeah, and just... To piggyback off that. Yeah, if you could. <laughs> it's He's in a relationship with a woman who he thinks is out of his league. Mm-hmm. And she has an ex-husband. Yes. Who's like just the perfect specimen of a man the in his eyes. The perfect man, if you will. The perfect man, some could say. The magic man. <laughs> <laughs> she was married to the magic man from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Briefcase. What, what even is Beauty and the Beast? I've never heard of that. It doesn't exist. Um, when I was Cogsworth the other year for Halloween, that was a Beauty in the Briefcase reference. I love the other year as a frame <laughs> of like reference. The other year? <laughs> well, it wasn't. Oh, I was there just the other year. <laughs> well, Halloween only happens once a year. I know, but I feel like usually people would be like a couple Halloweens ago or mm. a few years ago for Halloween. <laughs> the other year is just very funny. the other year. <laughs> Maybe that's um, the name of our uh, two-person improv troupe. <laughs> the other year. Oh, that's good. The other year. Well, hey, guys, we're the other year, and you can catch us performing um, at the clubhouse every other year. Can I get a word? <laughs> oh, we would only perform every other year. That's pretty funny. Oh, that's really funny. Every Just call it every other year, <laughs> and we'll book 24 months in advance. 
Okay, yeah. this is good. Yeah. Write that down. You guys saw us just the other year. <laughs> also very funny to ask you to write something down when it's like we have a record of it on our podcast. Yeah, but we're really telling this to future Hope when she's editing. That's true. Hey, Hope. Hey. Don't you're... forget about every other year. And don't forget to that you're beautiful. You don't know you're beautiful. Uh, I have problems with that song. Like it's Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like it's wrong for a woman to know that she's beautiful. It's oh, so yeah. annoying. I've noticed in uh, life lately, mm-hmm. dating, in the dating scene. Yes. It's just a funny observation I've made. Every boy mm-hmm. uh, thinks they're the first person yes. to tell me I'm pretty. Oh my God. To tell me I'm funny. Yes. To tell me that I deserve to be treated well. <laughs> <laughs> and it honestly cracks me up yeah one time a guy said to me he goes has anyone ever told you that you're beautiful uh yeah I have a family yeah. like also like I pick great partners for myself <laughs> like I have high standards I'm not picking people who don't treat me well and it's funny that you think I would yeah like, what does that say about me and it's crazy that's like you didn't discover me no <laughs> you oh you like you don't think I've ever been told that I'm beautiful? Like I have a mom. Are you kidding me? Like does your mom not call you beautiful? Yes, you you don't you think I haven't been told I'm beautiful? Have you seen me? Like also have you like do you know what having female friends is like? Like all of my besties are like, "Hey gorgeous." Oh yeah. "Good morning, beautiful." Like it's I have so- like 45 boyfriends basically and those are my girlfriends. It is like, such a funny phenomenon that I've never like noticed it's until recently. Incredibly insulting and I've got to tell my my little brother you know, as he goes out into the dating world, not to ever no. do that. Mm-hmm. It must, it, what you really should say is, I know you hear this all the time. Yeah. That's way more flattering. That's hot. Yeah. That's sexy. Hey, if you guys want to. You must wanna... get this all the time. <laughs> um, if anyone out there is trying to woo me or Paige, we've just given you a map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That for sure. That goes far. Um, compliments on my sense of humor. Yeah. Love that. And the fact that you're listening to the 20th episode of our podcast. You're obsessed with you're, this. <laughs> honestly, it's kind of a turnoff. <laughs> Maybe you should, like, get a job. <laughs> I don't want to date anybody who finds entertainment in this podcast. Yeah, if no, you no, no. enjoy my personality, <laughs> I'm not into you. Who was it that said, like, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me or would yes. have me as a member? I think what it might have been Woody Allen, actually. Oh, famously unproblematic Woody Allen. <laughs> I'm really glad we brought him up. He's no John Hurd. <laughs> Did you see that he retired? He's retiring? I, Isn't it astonishing that's that he That's like a weird thing to announce. retiring? Yeah. And wasn't like burned at the stake by now? Yeah, it's it's absurd. And then, it, yeah, people love to use him as, let's separate art from the artist. And oh, it's I like, know. oh, okay, well, then who else are we doing that to? Yeah, oh, they're so, oh my gosh, I can go I, on a Such whole... a frustrating thing. It's I so can't do it. Like, what, no, I, I can't, can't either. I can't do it. It's also why I don't like to know what musicians look like. Mm. Because, like, if they're, like, really different than what I picture them in my head, then I'm like, ugh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And like, what... if, they're, if I'm okay. listening to a love song and then I see the guy and he's mm. like, a monster then I'm gonna think about this okay. monster so the same is- if like I'm thinking that this girl like maybe looks like this and then she doesn't it's just like the cognitive dissonance for me it, like so you can't separate the art from the artist not only for like <laughs> problematic, problematic people things. just I if I don't like how it matches the art the artist is the art for you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you are you are a product if mm-hmm. you are in an artist you're Sex sells, baby. <laughs> you better be. You better be attractive, or hope. Doesn't no, it, hear you. it doesn't have to be. You can be unattractive. I just, I need it to match up with what I thought you sounded like. Oh, that's weird. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Mm. I don't have that problem because I don't picture people. We've talked about this before. Yeah, you don't, I don't have like, a, a you don't have a visual brain. Yeah, I don't come crazy. up with like I didn't realize that people had images in their head of people, and then it'd be like, wow, that's nothing like what I thought they'd look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yours is just like black in there. Yeah, that's much. crazy. <laughs> one time we, one time we wake went out to to dinner, and this guy was telling Paige. Paige said this at the table, and he goes, "Well, you're probably just not trying hard enough." He's like, "No, I get it." You're just not trying hard enough. I, I get it, but you're really, you're not thinking hard enough. He's like, yeah, I used to be like you, and then I just thought a little harder. <laughs> yeah. And I was, like, trying to explain to him. I was like, you'll never understand because it's her experience. And he goes, 
oh, you're going to tell me I'm never going to understand something? <laughs> like, he was so offended by that. It was actually insane. And Hope was, like, such a good friend, like, standing up for me. Because I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. It was just, like, crazy to, like, <laughs> gaslight someone about an experience that is so deeply personal. You could never know. And especially, this is a man who'd met you an hour before. Right, right. And then was trying to, like, mansplain your specific <laughs> brain. Like, how no one knows what anyone crazy. else's interior life is like it's crazy it's i mean i just felt like i was going crazy like was i was like nuts. i was like am i misunderstanding this or does this man think that he knows Paige's literal brain more than she does it's I'm crazy just, i was curious like what he thought he was gonna get out of that conversation me being like wait a second I get it now. I can see pictures. Wait, whoa. I just had to try. No one ever told me that before. It's crazy. It's like telling a colorblind person, like, have you tried just, like, squinting? Maybe you're just not looking hard enough. It's like, excuse me? No, but it's like, blue is like blue. You get it. You have to get it. It I used to not know what blue was either. (laughs) But now I do. So you must, too. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't think you can understand that uh, your personal experience does not, is not universal. It was so funny. It was crazy. Crazy. I would so much rather talk about this than she wants me. (laughs) This movie had me just so upset. It was I'm glad I didn't spend any money on it. Thank God you sent me that YouTube link. Yeah. Because it has been also scrubbed from all platforms. I was going to say. Couldn't find it on Amazon. Couldn't find it on Netflix, which I think it originally even distributed it. It's not that we didn't try. We tried to find it through an ethical source. Mm -hmm. But the only place we could find it was a full upload to YouTube. Yeah. And at least this time it wasn't 14 different parts. My gosh. Shout out material But I wish it had been because at least then we would have known that maybe Hillary Duff didn't want it out in the. Right. The sphere, like maybe she'd had it like scrubbed off the internet. I mean, I think she did do a pretty good job. Yeah, she did fine. And she was, I mean, her character was, she was just Her character was fine. Yeah. She was just a cardboard cutout. She had nothing, no personality, no skin in the game, no goals of her own. She was just kind of a plot device. Truly. Her character's name was Kim Powers. Kim Powers. And much like... Many other Hillary Duff characters, she's playing a famous person. Yes. I mean, how many has it been? We've got Isabella. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, War Inc. War Inc. her name? Um, baby, uh, baby, baby, yeah. yeah. Yonica Baby, yeah. Yonica Baby, yeah. Um, she also just always has the best names. I feel like we say that all the time. Yeah. They give her such good names. Okay, Natalie wasn't a celebrity, but she was on her way. Oh, wait, and when I say Natalie, I don't, I don't, I meant, um... The girl from Raise Your Voice. What's her character's oh, name? Oh, Terry. Terry. Yeah, Terry. Terry wasn't a celebrity, but on her way. That's true. Um, who else? Well, it's just like in all of these universes, including She's a our pop own, star. She's playing a pop star. Yeah, but in all of them, it's like she is meant, she's destined for, for celebrity fame. status. Yeah, she's yeah. destined to be famous. It's like she's been famous for so long that when, that when I think these writers too are thinking of like, they're like, who's a famous person? They're like, Hillary Duff is a famous person. But I think I'm forgetting another one where she's Probably. famous. Um, gosh. Look at well, our Well, I mean, she played a princess in Search of Santa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what? That was a pretty famous. Everyone gathered around for the birth of Crystal, baby Crystal. That's true. I did love that. I mean, I feel like Sam is probably going to be famous. Sam Montgomery? Mm-hmm. Just because of. She owns a house now. That is the first step. Oh, she plays Sharon Tate. We haven't gotten there yet, but... Oh, yeah. That is another great example. Yeah. Oh, Material Girls. That's who we're forgetting. She's famous in Material Girls. Tansy Marchetta? Tansy Marchetta. Look at those names. Tansy Marchetta? Are you kidding me? And... Yannicka. Yannicka. Yeah. And Terry. I mean... Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah, it really is... It's too much. Sorry about all that. Well, no, it's... Yeah, we can cut it. (laughs) Can we? I'm going to put it at double speed. <laughs> Yannicka, baby, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so I guess we should talk about how just her, terrible this movie is. Like, yeah, we uh, her role in this movie, we kind of talked about the synopsis a little bit, mm-hmm. but Josh Gad's girlfriend is an actress, um, wants to be an actress, uh, and 
he says that he's going to cast her in his new screenplay, but he also is meeting with Kim Powers sort of behind his girlfriend's back in order to potentially give her the role, which the role is just main guy's girlfriend. Yeah. Of course it is. Also, it's like, um, I'm sorry, did you not write more than one female character in your script? Oh my gosh, I'm going to show you. Of course not. Of course there's no woman in your script other than the love interest, but just give your girlfriend a smaller part in the movie. Also, I am just, the whole movie I was so freaking frustrated because how much power does Josh Gad think he has? Literally, yeah. I was, I had that in my notes too. Like the screenwriter is in charge of cast. The no, the nobody screenwriter is in charge of casting. It's a script that he doesn't have any representation. Nobody is interested in this script. He hasn't even finished it. Yeah. And they're demanding copies of the script. Like it's getting produced. And the girlfriend is like, oh, I want to take this job. But then I might not be able to be in your movie that doesn't have a time to film it's not even been sold like there's no money for it what are you talking about and then josh cat didn't even just take that get like he was like oh <laughs> well how long is it gonna be oh two months oh well you probably it's like what and then he's like oh, and then but- he confesses <laughs> exactly after oh my gosh we're getting so ahead of ourselves but it's are so we? <laughs> frustrating it's so frustrating it's yeah and Okay, I will say this. We got to explain to the people because we don't want them to watch it themselves. But have you seen season one of Sex in the City? Oh, all of it. Okay, so you know when um, Carrie Bradshaw like stops and like does like direct to camera? Oh, yeah. I thought of um, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell does that. Yeah. It is just, I think, maybe the, the worst thing. I hate it. I don't know. I don't know what, but it mm-hmm. rubs me the wrong way. Oh, and everyone had to freeze and you can see them like shaking. It's like, dude, just pay to have them like frozen in the background for real. And then they would do these weird green screen scenes where he's like in a black room and he's yeah, having like a... Yeah, it sort of looks like a black box. Yes, a black box. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just the worst. It felt like clip art. It was him and other characters too mm-hmm. were just doing this like... I don't know. It, I think it was trying to be artsy. Yeah, it was trying to be but like... it looked really cheap. Have you seen the show Man Seeking Woman? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, I love it. It has Jay... Bearshell? Bur- Thank you. Oh, I love him. And it has like really He's fun... So handsome. I know, yeah, I'm so into him. Um, it has really fun moments of like... Uh, magical realism where it's mm-hmm. like he's having a bad day there is a thundercloud like raining on him specifically oh you know what I watched the pilot I've yeah. seen the pilot it's really good I would say keep watching it okay. so it's like this heightened reality thing and that show does such a good job of it and I just watching this I was like oh I just want to rewatch Man Seeking Woman yeah, to I see think, this good like think- a good version of this I think they were trying to go for that, but they didn't have the budget or the resources in order to pull it off. Or the talent. I mean, this was just not a good movie. This movie was, like, also deeply offensive. They say the R word twice. Yeah. There's this, like, the fourth or fifth Hilary Duff movie that uses the R word. I know. It was, not that this is an excuse, but it was a different time. It wasn't offensive in the same way. Yeah. I still don't like it. It still makes my skin crawl, but we have to, you know. But it's funny because in Agent Cody Banks which came out years before this, mm-hmm. they used the R word and apologized for it. Mm-hmm. Or no, they don't use the R word. They use, they say special ed. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, oh yeah. I, for, oh, I forgot about that part. I hate that part. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it happens twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I will say, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. I think the movie would have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Josh Gad. I think Josh Gad had terrible material but did a really good job with it. Somehow he was able to say the most ridiculous lines, <laughs> like the dumbest mm-hmm. things, and make it believable. Yeah, I mean, he was cute. Like, I, I did like when they would, like, snuggle. I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, his character sucked. I don't mean the character. I mean his performance. He was, they, they were giving him lines that were so insane that no one would ever actually say, but he could yeah. pull it off. Yeah, well, Olaf can do that. <laughs> yeah, I see how we got Olaf now. I bet they saw this and they're like, that's our guy. That's our guy. Can we talk about something um, also problematic in the film? <laughs> yeah, there's so many things. I think this is the worst part. This is like I think when I know I, what you're going to say. I like wanted to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when he's introducing his friends mm-hmm. and he has a friend named Drew. And he's like, this is my friend Drew. He has no moral compass. And then as the example, they show Drew um, 
I don't even know how to say this. He's having sex with a girl who is clearly intoxicated, and she throws up, and he continues. Yeah. That's all. She, like, throws up, and it's, like, highly implied to me, at least, that, like, she's not... Yeah, she's just way too intoxicated uh, to be giving consent. Mm -hmm. So it's like, ha ha, my friend is a rapist? Like, what? Why would anyone want... Like, I I just found that so disgusting, and it made me want to just turn off this entire movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It was awful. It was awful. And this whole movie is awful. And the way that it objectifies women... It's just so gross. And then even, like, the lines that the girls say to each other, it's, like, clearly a man wrote that. Like, even Hilary Duff has a line where she's, like, or maybe, sorry, it's maybe it's not Hilary Duff. I think it's Kristen Rulin. Is that her name? Kristen Rulin? Yeah. The actress? Yeah. I don't know. The main actress. It's, like, okay. Kristen or Kirsten, one of those. She's, like, oh, and she perioded all over her dress. And all these women are, like, ha, 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 ew. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, is that really what you think women stand around and talk about? Like, <laughs> we just talk about other women and their periods. And we have no empathy for situations that, like, most women have been in. Like, yeah, so gross. I mean, I love movies and TV shows where all the characters suck and you're not rooting for anybody. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to do it and this movie does not do that like no everybody is just terrible and i it, there there's just no stakes at all yeah like, it's so boring josh gad we're supposed to have empathy for josh gad but it's clearly written by like an incel screenwriter yes it's, <laughs> like, that's exactly what it is it's like it's an incel did you look him up oh i did try to yeah oh the screenwriter yeah margulies he looks exactly like you would expect him to look (laughs) (laughs) i just can't i like and then charlie sheen like executive produced and played himself and was just it's just like ew this whole movie was ew yeah and god i just i'm like i don't even know where like what access point we have to get into this because it's just a lot of anger and a lot of frustration around it and then we're like jumping all over the place but i can't i'm like yeah just use your access just this is the access point i don't know it just was bad i okay well from the beginning Mm -hmm. the the whole opening it's like a shit ton of exposition yeah a ton of exposition (laughs) it's like an eight minute montage essentially where he's just giving all this background information that i don't care about yeah about the girlfriend and the ex-husband and his parents and it just it's so insane it's so so i'm like already bored yeah um they also don't mention in that monologue the fact that the main couple, their names are Sam and Sammy. Yes, they don't mention that. It took me so long to figure that out. I was like, wait, I thought her name was Sam. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's the joke. Which and is then, cute and interesting. Yeah. But they don't make any mention of it. Their names are just Sam and Sammy. And then in the script that he's writing, it's Danny and Danielle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, Dan and Danielle. Yep, yep, yep. Dan and Danielle. Oh my gosh. Gross. I don't, it's not even good writing. Like I said, it's like. Nothing is good. There's a lot of like raunchy comedies out there that are offensive and gross, but are enjoyable in their own way. This is not that. I feel like this movie wants to be, um, there's something about Mary. Mm. I feel like it wants Mm -hmm. to be that and it just isn't. It's so far from the, from hitting the mark. (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah no it was uh it's really terrible um speaking of the friends that he has did you notice that there was like well maybe you can because i'm notoriously bad at paying attention to these movies (laughs) when i don't like it these movies you mean hillary duff movies or just movies any movie like any movie that you don't like a movie that i didn't really want to watch i wouldn't have watched this if it wasn't for the pod yeah so any movie that I'm not, like, excited to watch, yeah. I have a really hard time paying attention. That's not just a me thing. That's yeah. an everybody thing. An everybody I'm thing. I'm sure. But um, the first time we meet his friends, they give him a hard time, like a joking hard time where they're like, how did you get a hot girlfriend? Like, look at you. And then the next time they all hang out, Sammy comes and all the friends are like, that's your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what? 
Yeah. She also, they live together and she pays the rent entirely by herself. Yeah, well, he can, so he can finish So he can finish writing. And they've been together for a year and five months. But why did the friends... And why would your friends not know who she is after a year and five months? Even if they didn't know who she was, why the first time would they be like, you got a hot girlfriend? Because then, what, are they just taking his word for it? They've never even seen a picture of her? That's crazy. Because why would you not assume he must be lying? (laughs) I don't know. And also, why have have they not met her? It's been a year and five months. But that's a good example of... The terrible writing. Uh, yeah. Where it's like not, there's not even consistency. I kind of hate movies about writers, especially about screenwriters, because it's like, it's a screenwriter mo- writing a movie about a screenwriter. Like, I just yeah. find it to be so self-indulgent, where it's like, I'm meh, 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 It's like, there are so many other occupations out there that you could write about. Oh, yeah. There's a, a lot of movies about writers, because it's writers that are writing them. I mean, I think you can Doctors do well. need to write more movies. Yeah, for sure. I w- that would be great. <laughs> Um, it's just surgery. Get your hours. get your head out of that body organ and into the bo- <laughs> body organ. <laughs> Thanks for specifying. Well, not, the, not, not the, the piano state. kind. Not the oh, piano or kind. the state. You can still live in Oregon and be a doctor. Oregon. There's another syllable in there though. Yeah, but get your head out of Oregon. <laughs> All doctors live in Oregon. <laughs> we both know that I'm a mumbler. <laughs> I'm so glad we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple lines that I uh, hated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go for it. Is he asks this girl, oh, who, by the way, his, like, rebound girl is one of the witches from the Charmed reboot. Oh, no way. She's a Charmed one. What? That's the only thing I liked about this movie is I was like, oh, my gosh. Mel? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she's great in that. I hated, I hated the way they treated her character. And there's one scene where he's like, so how many sexual partners have you had? She says her number and he immediately like judges her. And oh, it's yeah. like, why are we, why is this here? When we've at this point spent the whole movie talking about how many girls his friends sleep with and how yeah. many girlfriends he's had. And then it's like, ew, she's a, she's a used, used up. Like, it's like, ew. Yeah. I it hate that. Hated that. <laughs> I mean, I it really is just me saying things that I hate, but No, honestly though, I don't I couldn't what? I already said the nice thing about Josh Gad. I'm that's I all I got. I don't get why Josh Gad's character hated Carly so much, his mm. girlfriend's best friend. I found her to be perfectly nice. That was the first thing I wrote down was like he is not nice to her friends. Yeah. Red flag. And he's like, it. The, it's supposed to be like, oh, this girl's insufferable. But she doesn't do anything. She's, he. We meet her when she's helping uh, the girl with Sammy with a self-tape. Yeah. So working for free to help her friend yeah. get a part. A good friend. And then she's trying to make conversation with Josh Gad and he's not asking her any questions. So she's like updating him on her life. But what he hears is just me, 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 me. Like, literally, that's yeah. what, it, what we see on screen. Because only because the only thing Josh Gad wants to talk about is himself. Exactly. So when she's talking about herself, he, he can't engage. He mm-hmm. only wants to engage in conversations ab- about him. He's so, like, self-indulgent. It's just, like, gross. He is a screenwriter. He's a screenwriter. A white male screenwriter. Also, can I say, like, the character of John, who's supposed to be, like, the magic man... The way that their relation, like, would you ever hug your ex-husband the way that they hug? She runs and jumps into his arms. It is so inappropriate, their relationship. I can't judge her for not having moved on yet. Mm -hmm. You know, she was married very young and it was probably very difficult decision to separate but then she shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody else yeah when she's clearly not over the ex-husband she's like asking for her ex-husband to live with them yes and he does he he moves in with them and then even when she moves out he's still there yeah and the way that they spend time together and they go on hikes like it's just inappropriate so inappropriate it, it just feels like the, this writer hates women. <laughs> he hates the friend. He makes this woman, like, treat him. I mean, that part is, like, it's, like, just so. Mm. I joked earlier about the screenwriter being an incel, but it just gives off the vibe of a man who was wronged by a woman once. Mm-hmm. So now all women suck, and he has a, he wants to 
deliver that message yeah, in he his has screenplay. A, he has a vendetta against women where it's like you can objectify them on the outside, but you, you refuse to engage with their personalities or treat them well yeah. or not lie to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or use them it's just so but dis- also they are they are the bad guys oh they are the too. bad guys yeah. yeah they're the sluts mm-hmm. and the whores mm-hmm. and you know it's and just- the movie has a quote happy ending because sammy leaves her acting gig that she's very excited about and is really good at and getting paid well to do to go and see josh gad because he stopped responding to her texts and she's like desperate to get back together with him wait she left her acting job yeah the play i thought that it ended she left she quit are you kidding me when she shows up at his door she he's like what what about the play and she's like i left Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i hate that yeah because her problem with her ex-husband was that he wasn't supportive of her acting dream and it's supposed to be kind of sweet a redeeming quality of sam's that yeah. he's so supportive of her yeah he says to her she he was like they're like why did you break up and she goes he didn't like support like that i'm an actress and she was like acting is what i do and he goes well trying to do mm-hmm. which is just such a insult such a blow but they just undid all of that all, all of, of that character all of work sweet thing like the one redeeming quality he had exactly yeah and I had no idea. I guess I this is the part of the movie where I was like just going to the kitchen and eating brownies because I didn't want to watch it anymore. It's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad. He gets with that girl, uh, the one that he slut shames. <laughs> yeah. They break the charmed up, one. The charmed one. They break up, they get back together, then he slut shames her and they break up for real. And then he starts drinking. Yeah. Even though he's never he, he doesn't drink. He drank once when he was ten years old. Twelve years old. Twelve yeah. years old. <laughs> yes. We this is an accurate podcast because it's a well, historical record. If you're gonna lie to the people, I'm gonna correct the record. Okay. <laughs> and this has been Hope's Apologies. <laughs> yeah, he had a bad experience with alcohol when he was twelve, and so he hasn't drank since. But then Sammy's not responding to his or answering his phone calls. That was the thing. She was texting him, but he was calling her. And somehow they couldn't sort Make it that work. out. I yeah. mean, there's a time difference between New York and L.A. <sighs> it's so so it's probably that. And yeah, so his his reaction to being upset is to then start chugging alcohol, mm-hmm. like straight liquor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was tequila. I think it was tequila. It looked like a tequila bottle. Well, that's I guess that's what I would be chugging if I were going to chug. I don't think he had options because it was like John's. Alcohol. He didn't keep alcohol in the house. He didn't drink. Yeah, true. So you got to drink what you got to drink. You got to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie was terrible. I mean. But we're forgetting a really important detail of their uh, reunion. Oh, yeah. Please tell me. Um, that's that Charlie Sheen got them back together. <laughs> because, of course, Charlie Sheen. Well, OK. Let me back it up a little bit. Carly, yes. the best friend. Books. Oh, I just realized it's Carly and Charlie. <laughs> I didn't realize that either. Does this guy know four names? <laughs> He's the like male version and a, the female version? Are you also just like the male version of Carl? Is that so bad? <laughs> um, so Carly books a role in a Charlie Sheen movie. So the two of them go to see her friend Sammy in this play at the same time that uh, Josh Gad's character Sam has gone to see it as well as the ex-husband John and John of course <laughs> the only day of this play apparently yeah the ex-husband who's not supportive of her but is always supporting her yeah that guy um <laughs> true so Josh Gad sees John talking to Sammy and he mm-hmm. thinks they're getting back together so he leaves of course ridiculous and then we see later in like a flashback that she turned him down of course because who wouldn't want Sam the incel screenwriter instead yeah I would hate to be with a married doctor who... I mean, married? A married doctor. Excuse me, how? <laughs> I would hate to be with a doctor I was married to. <laughs> Girl, Freudian slip? <laughs> Yikes. Hey, when I said that, I meant I was married to the doctor. Uh-huh. I'd hate to be with <laughs> my husband. <laughs> I'd hate to be with my uh, my doctor husband. But, um, so after the show... I would never. <laughs> after we see Baby, that. if you're listening to this... Hope. <laughs> I'm putting you in timeout. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> after this John thing, after Sam's left, uh, Sammy meets Charlie Sheen, 
And he's like, this is my Charlie Sheen impression, ready? This is exactly what he says. I don't think they wrote down any lines for him. He just did this on his own. Absolutely. He goes, I just met Sam. <laughs> and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's a good guy. I think you guys should. And then he just puts his hands together as in like get together. <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine that. But I'm Charlie Sheen and I'm wearing a hat. Oh, I, I that's what I was imagining. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh. I'm wearing the hat because Charlie Sheen was wearing the hat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a I'm pinstriped fedora. <laughs> yeah, I'm not adding that. Which hat. I think would look amazing on you. Thank you. You're so welcome. You haven't seen my pinstripe fedora collection? <laughs> what? You have a pinstripe fedora collection and you haven't invited me over explicitly to see that? I've always and been, then leave. I've always been too shy. Oh, to you are you. so shy. Yeah. I just walk around the house with a hat. Like over my <laughs> eye. That is so funny. <laughs> like Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Sneaker Night. Yeah, I was about to say. Was that sponsored? Was what was the brand? Was it Reebok? No, it was something much more bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really weird brand. Okay, can I say? Speaking of Charlie Sheen, can I tell you a cute story about my grandpa? <laughs> yeah. Is your grandpa Charlie Sheen? I wish. Yeah, tell me. So my grandpa is just. Santa Claus. That's how I would describe him. His name is Poppy. And his mom and dad are from Ireland. And so he has this book about Ireland. And we go, like, he took all of us to visit, um, like, on a one-on-one, like, pilgrimage with the grandchildren. So sweet. Such special memories. But he shows me this, like, book on Tipperary. And it's, like, an old woman in, like, a like a black and white photograph from, like, the 1900s. And he shows it to me. And he's, like do you recognize anybody? And I'm like, <laughs> no. And he's like, try, like, think Carter. Who is this? And I'm like, I'm thinking. He's like, come on. And I'm like, I can't get it. And he goes, he's like, he's like, you know it. You're just not trying hard enough. Yes. You think about it. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. I've been there. <laughs> think Carter. I used to not know. <laughs> and then I did. But he's like, come on, you know who it is. And he's like, it's Charlie Sheen's grandmother. <laughs> As if I'm supposed to know what Charlie Sheen's grandmother looks I like. I think what he was fishing for was you to see this picture of this woman and go, I don't know, she kind of looks like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> and also my grandpa called me the other day. The other year? <laughs> the other <I'm> year. <laughs> like literally last week called me, the, called me and asked if I could get him Martin Sheen's address. Because he's writing a letter to Martin Sheen about me. Oh. Yes. He's also writing one to Matthew McConaughey because we went to the same school. So he he's he was like, Your classmate now, he needs to get you a job. He if he saw you, oh, and he would know that UT connection. Oh, that's so sweet. It is so sweet. So for years he's been asking me for Matthew McConaughey's address and I finally found like a fan mail thing yeah but the letter to martin sheen is a little bit different because he's like you shopped at my cousin's hardware store so you need to make my granddaughter a famous actress oh it's really beautiful it's really beautiful and also the letter already exists my grandpa just has to find it just gotta find a stamp he wrote it (laughs) he's already written it it's just in his files oh poppy i just love that he's like I gotta help Hope out. I gotta do whatever I can. He's to help really, out Hope. yeah, he's really stressed. My grandparents are also, my grandma texted me the other day. She texted me H, period. That's what she calls mm. us in text, like our first initial, H, period. She's like, we have a new life dream, dot, dot, dot. We want you to star in a Hallmark movie before we die, dot, dot, dot. Better hurry up. <laughs> Love, Jima. Better hurry up. Better hurry up. So honest. As if I'm not trying to star in a Hallmark movie. As as if I don't wake up every day thinking, how can I star in a Hallmark movie today? Oh my gosh. You should tell them, if you really want to support my dreams, if you want me to star in a Hallmark movie someday, listen to the podcast, download, (laughs) like, share. And subscribe. That's going to help. Yeah, you don't need to write a letter to Martin Sheen. You no, just need Poppy. to you just need to follow History Duffs on Spotify yes, and wherever you choose to listen. Yes, Poppy. Yes. Is Poppy on Instagram? No, but he does have two Facebook profiles. <laughs> we should get on Facebook. That's where people will find us. Well, that's kind of where all the trouble starts. If you listen to um, my, my other favorite podcast besides History Duffs, Normal Gossip. Oh yeah. There is always like big 
um, there's always big problems in a Facebook group. So if we started one, I think it would become, you know, problematic pretty fast, but that would be just high class entertainment. That's true. And more people would be like, I want to get in on this. I want to see what the drama is all about. Yeah. Because there's just so much drama with Hillary Duff. I'm not on Facebook, so you would have to, uh... I'd have to do the whole thing. Yeah, unfortunately. So you're not on Facebook, but I have to be on Facebook twice. Yeah, Mm. exactly. Okay. Wait, isn't Mm, it meta now anyway? (laughs) Oh, is it? I don't know. I'm not on it. Okay, I will say one character I liked in this movie, mm-hmm. actually two, Okay, were Josh Gad's mother and sister. I was going to say, how the his mom and dad. Oh, and his grandma. Oh, yeah. Oh, his dad. Who played his dad? Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Literally, they were like, who could be Josh Gad's father? Perfect oh, casting. The mom and the dad were Deborah Jo Rupp and Wayne Knight. And Deborah Jo Rupp. I was like, excuse me? Is, for those of us who don't. No, it's Kitty from that 70s show. Kitty from that 70s show. The perfect mother. I, I want her to play the mom in everything I watch ever. And the grandma. She's the grandma. I You definitely recognize her. She's been a grandma in a million other she's things. She's always the grandma. And she's always like a little bit kooky and crazy. Yep. But I loved Josh Gad showed um, a wedding ring or an engagement ring to his like pregnant sister. She's cool. And his sister looks at him and she's like, uh, wow. She's like, I'm so flattered. A little inappropriate though, don't you think? <laughs> I loved that joke. I will say Carly was good, too. She's a good character. Yes. Even though we're seeing her through Josh Gad's eyes and he wants us so So badly badly to hate her. her. We love her. Yeah. If they wanted us to hate her, like they really should have had her like be Kristen Kristen's weird roommate who's like cutting her toenails at the table. My favorite part was that being unsupportive in any way. Instead, she's just being an amazing friend. I know. My favorite part was that... um, when they go to surprise Sammy, her surprise party mm-hmm. for her birthday, uh, she sees Carly's car. Yeah. She's like, is that Carly's car? I just thought that was such a funny detail. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course, Carly would park out front like she's being dumb. Like, <laughs> classic Carly. But it's also like, yeah, Carly, her good friend who organized a surprise birthday party for her, which for some reason Josh Gad is not <laughs> thankful for her help. Like, It's so weird to like co- co-run uh, a surprise birthday party with someone oh, yeah. that you despise for no reason. That's true. That's a really good point. Anyway. Do anyway. You, do you want to talk about our love interest? <laughs> um, Does Hillary Duff have a love interest? No. Is it maybe the terrible agent friend? <laughs> I was going to say her really cool car. Oh. She really is not significant in this movie. Yeah. At all. Yeah. At all. So. So. I, I, it's really funny when I saw this movie cover, I was like, that doesn't look like Hillary Duff at all. <laughs> you thought she was going to be like the main. I thought she was going to be the main girl. And oh, all I saw, great. and all I saw at, for, at first was like brunette hair. So I'm like, okay, so we're like deep into the brunette era mm, and wish. her face is turned. And then I'm like, that just doesn't look like her. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I, you know, got a little up closer to the image. And then she finally popped up and you're like, oh my gosh, that's. Hillary? <laughs> I'm like, Hillary, you've changed. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I wish that she had a love interest, but well, alas. I guess we just have to tag ourselves. Yeah. I think I'm Sammy, but specifically in the scene when she's crying on the floor and Josh Gad says, what's wrong? And she says, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's me. <laughs> okay, I think I'm Sammy when she's doing the self-tape as a 14-year-old girl <laughs> yeah. and she has the brace the fake braces in yeah that's yeah. me that's you that's mm-hmm. me I was gonna say Deborah Jo Rupp but I think I'm absolutely her with braces doing a a audition mm-hmm. yeah that's accurate those are definitely <laughs> us <laughs> oh my gosh um will we have a scene yes a deleted scene a deleted scene which I mean luckily well our deleted scene today is from uh Jacob Godby from the Ginger on Ginger podcast. Shout out. Among other things, a million other things. Um, give them a follow. Give them a follow. Oh, you should follow his band as well. They make really great music. Um, but Jacob told me that he's not going to watch this movie. Oh, good. And I'm glad that he decided he's not going to watch it. So this is a scene from someone who's never seen the movie and trying their best. And honestly, it's probably going to be better than if they had. And I'm glad that we're not encouraging any man to watch this movie. Exactly, no. Because we don't want them to go back to the, the 2012 way of this life. This scene is so much better than anything 
from the movie. Highly endorsed. Trust me. <laughs> um, but yeah, once you're done listening, go subscribe to Ginger on Ginger and listen to Mrs. Ghost on Spotify. Or just Google it. So without any further ado... <laughs> Uh, hey, this is the director of She Wants Me, Rob Margolis. I want to give a special shout out to Criterion for putting this release together. They asked me to introduce a deleted scene that was originally towards the end of the movie and wrapped up a few narrative threads that were ultimately left hanging in the theatrical cut. I really loved making this movie and I hope you enjoy this Charlie Sheen footage that somehow got left on the cutting room floor. Alright, Sam. All you gotta do is drink a little of this, and it'll give you the manpower to get Sammy back. Sam and Sammy, together again. Um, what is this again, Charlie? It looks like tomato juice. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Tomato juice. Alright, I'm sold. This tastes like blood, Charlie Sheen. What is this? It's tiger blood, Sam. Drink that shit up, boy. It makes you virile. Your dick will literally never be soft again. Okay. Sam? Oh. Hey, Sammy. Are you drinking blood? Uh, yeah. Charlie Sheen told me to. Oh, thank God. I knew it. I love that you drink blood, because that's the characteristic the screenwriters need me to have in order to get them out of this narrative corner. Sammy, baby! You gotta get back together with this insanely talented man. And maybe throw me in there while you're at it. A little menage a sheen. Absolutely. Sam, I'm taking you back. Uh, hooray! Our relationship name can be Sammy with three M's. Who wants to do Angel Dust? Yeah, uh, ultimately, you know... It's a sad thing that that didn't make the movie, but I understand tonally why the studio wanted me to cut it. Again, I want to thank Criterion for putting this release together. I, I cannot wait to see it all in, you know, the full package. Maybe Steelbook? Are we doing Steelbook? All right, well, you know, thanks for tuning in to the bonus features. Go check out the uh, gag reel. It's pretty great. Josh Gad, fucking genius. We knew it was going to be better. We knew it was going to be better than the movie, and it was. We should have done a whole episode <laughs> just on that scene instead. Yes, I would have. I mean, and we, we still have time, actually. Yeah. Let's delete what we've done. Uh, I Start over. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is Casper Meets Wendy. Um. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jacob. You did a, such a better job with this movie than all the incels in the world combined. <laughs> you are king of the incels, Jacob. Uh, just kidding. You're great. Okay. <laughs> the incels. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. No, no, no. Incel in a good way. In a good way. It's a compliment. Trust me. Wouldn't we tell you if it wasn't? <laughs> we invited you on the podcast to bully you. <laughs> <laughs> this movie hates women and we hate men. Yeah. <laughs> and Boys women. Cool. <laughs> Anyway. anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much. And whatever you do, don't watch this movie, but do subscribe to us. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And, and this was, was History Duffs. Duffs.